Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, how's it going? So in today's video, I want to go over five Jedi artifacts that Luke found. And these will go over the canon comics from 2017 to 2019. And these are the various volumes from Star Wars by Marvel. And the actual title of the comic series is called Star Wars itself. Now, by the time Luke joined the Rebellion, Darth Vader and the Emperor had all but erased the history of the Jedi from the galaxy. They had spent 20 years destroying or collecting Jedi artifacts, holocrons, and temples. So immediately following Obi-Wan's death aboard the first Death Star, Luke's connection to millennia of Jedi teachings was all but lost. For much of his life after the destruction of the Death Star, and even until his death at the Battle of Krait, Luke would desperately search the galaxy for any surviving Jedi relics, anything to teach him the ways of the Ancient Order. Today, we're going to take a look at some of Luke's earliest discoveries, specifically the Jedi artifacts and ruins that he managed to find in time before the Emperor's death aboard the second Death Star. Starting in at number 5, the Golden Lightsaber. After losing not only his first lightsaber, but also his hand in the duel on Cloud City, Luke fell into despair. He had finally learned the truth. Darth Vader was his father, and he ruminated on that for weeks on end. If Vader was his father, was he never meant to become a Jedi? Was he meant to become a Sith instead? Even if he became a Jedi, how could he ever compete with the full power of the dark side after he had been so easily defeated? These thoughts tugged on his senses and sent Luke into a downward spiral, but after revisiting Cloud City and discovering that he didn't need a lightsaber to be a Jedi, he regained his confidence in himself. Shortly after, Luke would receive a vision of an elderly Jedi Padawan, and after he met her, she would set him on a path to getting a new lightsaber. That's how Luke found himself on the ancient Jedi outpost of Tempest. There, on a planet teeming with thunderstorms, Luke discovered an ancient lightsaber with a golden blade, probably the property of a former temple guard, and this wasn't Luke's first time using a lightsaber lightsaber other than his own, mind you. After all, he had spent time training in lightsaber combat with the Game Master on the hut planet of Nar Shaddaa. But Luke considered this new lightsaber as his own, and he'd use it immediately thereafter in order to defeat the Phantom of the Jedi Inquisitor. Number 4. Graku's Stash On the smuggler moon of Nar Shaddaa, there was a particularly muscle-bound hut named Gracchus. He held a small criminal empire under his belt, but that's fairly common for huts, after all. No. 
there was something much more interesting about him. Rackus actually had a fascination with the Jedi and their relics. So much so that in the time of the Empire, after Vader and the Inquisitors had spent so much time removing the history of the Jedi from the galaxy, Rackus was one of the few remaining libraries of Jedi artifacts remaining in the galaxy. It was here that Luke opened his very first Jedi holocron, and it was also here that Luke got his hands on other types of lightsabers. Even Han, Leia, and Chewbacca managed to grab a few of the ancient Jedi weapons and use them in combat. Number 3. Obi-Wan's Journal After destroying the first Death Star, Luke returned to Tatooine to search for answers about the Jedi in the hut of Ben Kenobi. After a brief fight with Boba Fett, which was actually the first time the characters would ever meet, Luke managed to find an old leather-bound journal. Obi-Wan hadn't done much during his time on Tatooine. For 20 years he meditated, he sought enlightenment, and watched over Luke. But knowing that he might not live forever, and that he might not be able to directly tell Luke the ancient stories of the Jedi, Obi-Wan decided to write them down. So in the journal, Luke would find wisdom in several passages. Some described the daily life of Obi-Wan on the planet, others pointed out Kenobi's early mistakes as a young Padawan, and even some shared the adventures of other Jedi Masters, like Yoda. Number 2. The Blue Stone of the Vagadar System While we're talking about Obi-Wan's journal, we should probably mention the giants of living stone from the Vagadar system. When Kenobi was still an apprentice to Qui-Gon, Yoda felt a disturbance in the Force. Something in an uncharted sector of space was calling him. So Yoda summoned his faith in the Force and traveled there. On a mysterious planet, he discovered that a group of primitive humans were ingesting a type of blue stone in order to gain Force powers. After investigating it a bit more, and a brief imprisonment inside one of the mountains, Yoda discovered that the blue stone wasn't just rocks, it was actually part of a living mountain, a giant being completely composed of the force. You guys might remember this comic video that I covered years ago. Decades later, Luke would visit the planet. He discovered that the giants of living stone were all dead, and the only thing that remained were tiny blue rock children. Just like Yoda, the idea that a being could be entirely composed of the force, and that force mastery could be earned simply by eating a blue rock, was completely mind-boggling to Luke, and probably most most readers. Even though he was confused by the situation, Luke showed his wisdom and managed to bring one of the ancient mountains of living force back to life. Finally, number one, the death worshipping cult on Jeddah. This one isn't exactly a Jedi relic or a ruin, but it's actually a death worshipping cult that was in tune with the dark side of the force. I know this is cheating a little bit, but I found these guys to be pretty interesting and compelling in the 2017 volume of Star Wars, so I just put it in here too. So their proper name is the Cult of the Central Isotur, and they have a temple on on Jeddah that Luke visits sometime after the destruction of the first Death Star. They built their temple right next to the blast site from the Death Star, and they sat there meditating on death and, well, I guess what it means to die. You have to remember that Luke was really distraught after Obi-Wan's death. Not only had he lost his only mentor in the Force, but at that point, he thought he might have lost his only connection to the wisdom of the ancient Jedi Order. So Luke was willing to listen to almost anyone, if they promised to share knowledge about the Force with him. And while he was on a rebel mission on Jeddah, a member of the Disciples of the Wills took Luke to the Temple of the Central Isotur. What happened there was really difficult to understand. In fact, I didn't really get it myself. Basically, the crater created by the Death Star and the Death Star and destruction permeating through Jeddah had unleashed a swell of dark side energy. It was this that the cultists were tapping into whenever they explored the concept of death and mortality. But it was also this dark side energy that Luke would have to resist in order to further understand his role as a Jedi. While he stood at the edge of the abyss, his companion 
companion was consumed by the dark side and turned on Luke. Skywalker couldn't do anything to avoid the murderer's attack, so he had to ignite his lightsaber and plunge it into his friend. The confusion from this brief fight and the heartache of having to kill a fellow rebel really stuck with me after reading this scene. Unlike Obi-Wan's journal, which could directly fill Luke with knowledge of the Jedi Order, or the yellow-bladed lightsaber on Tempest, which... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass was a tool that Luke already knew how to use, the Temple of the Central Isotur on Jeddah was perhaps a more spiritual lesson for Luke, something that he would reflect on in the months to come, and something that would root him deeper in his Jedi beliefs. So, to mention again, and I wanted to leave this for the end of the video, these are the canon artifacts that Luke discovered before Return of the Jedi. And to be honest, my thoughts about this are that I don't like how they meddle so much and they change a lot of stuff in between the stories. I wish they would have just kept congruent with legends, with, with what went on between these episodes. You know, Luke never found a yellow lightsaber, he never did any of these things, but I understand that they're wanting to continue the story, I understand that a lot of people enjoy the new canon, and I know a lot of my subscribers enjoy the new canon. While personally, I'm not too interested in a lot of the stuff that they're doing in between these episodes that are already established by George, but I know you guys want some of you guys want to hear it and see it and get my thoughts on it, so I will do that for sure. You know, I don't want to just cover everything that I want to cover, I want to give you guys some, I want to give everybody some of the stuff that they want to. But these are my thoughts on it, I think it's a bit funny that they're adding in these stories that just are little bit, I don't know, they just seem kind of forced and for me, they don't really stick. But if you want the information, uh, it's here and I hope you enjoyed this video. Stay tuned for many more. I'll be covering much more from canon as well. And of course, legends and you know, the first six movies and so on and so forth. Hope you enjoyed this vid. Hope you have a great day or night wherever you are watching this. And I'll catch you in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.